lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. Greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace, Todd Erzin. Aaron McIntyre here with me, as is our old friend, D.C. McAllister. We'll get started with the Dace group here momentarily. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Steve Dace. You can also follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Now we are up on Parlor as well at Steve Dace. So if you're looking for the place that eventually everybody to the right of Mao is going to be uh, jettisoned to in the not too distant future, grab the screen name you want now. You think he's joking. I'm he's not. not. I, I'm absolutely not joking. No. I wouldn't be shocked if this all happened by the by the time we even got to the election. We were all just over there anyway. All right. So at parlor at Steve Dace is where you can find me there as well. And then youtube.com slash Steve Dace is where we store free clips of this show that you can sample yourself and then share with others. Coming up today on a Friday is some Feedback Friday. We'll take a look at what you've been sending us there via the SteveDace.com inbox recently and respond to it as much as we can. But before we get to all of that, it is time for the Dace Group. Your weekly look at the week that was brought to you by Simply Safe. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? One that is so complicated, you don't ever use it. And that's exactly the type of security system Simply Safe has spent a decade now fighting against. They believe that simple is safer. And it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now when feeling safe at home has never been more important since we're all sitting at home more than we ever have before. It's designed to be easy while protecting your whole home 24 7. You can order online, click of a button you activate with an app on your phone from anywhere on planet earth um what i love the most about it not just how simple it is to work it but how simple it was for us to hook it up in our home i I have i've been brutally honest about one of the skills and gifts i was not given was assembly required i was not given that gift but i was able to put this together with minimal help from the better half uh in just a matter of moments at our home and so we are big fans of simply safe and that's why it was named best overall home security for 2020 by u.s news and world report so right now go to simplysafe.com slash truth bombs simplysafe.com slash truth bombs no long-term contracts exorbitant fees none of that either all right you can get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee when you go to simplysafe s-i-m-p-l-i that's how it's spelled simplysafe.com slash truth bombs let's begin with issue one bleep democrats say You're white and you're telling this to two black police officers. Yeah. Do you see the problem with that a little bit? Um, no, I don't because, you know what, just because I'm white and I haven't experienced racism myself doesn't mean I can't fight for justice. They're a part of the system. They're a part of the problem. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. If this country 
if this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it. All right. And I could be speaking phys- fit, uh, figuratively. Okay. I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation. The thing is, I'm, I'm half Italian, half Colombian. So do I get a pass to get in there or? Well, this space is right now held for just black people. Oh, just black. Okay. So full black, you say. I always say Latinos are black. <laughs> we, we are Afro-Latina. And my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the most famous black radical revolutionary in history. And if we need to find somebody that needs to have their shoe shine, we need to just go right on over and shine their shoes. Any expressions of a contrite heart, of a sense of humility, a sense of shame, a sense of embarrassment, uh, began with an apologetic heart. It's not easy for a guy his age, black or white, Hispanic, whatever, to stop something that you've always dreamed of doing and put it on hold, maybe forever, it, for something that you believe in. You know, I can only think of right off the top of my head, Pat Tillman's another guy who did something you know, similar. What would you say to those people who are doubting that this even happened or that it's true? Yeah, just like uh, Steve Phelps said, it offends me that people would go to those measures. But again, <clears throat> I'm not shocked. Um, but it is still an ongoing investigation with the FBI. And the FBI investigated as it as a hate crime. They determined it was not a hate crime because the news had been there since October. I think the FBI is right. This was not specifically a hate crime against Bubba Wallace. I think it's actually worse. I think this is a hate crime against all black people. We've lost so many transgender women of color to violence, 14 in this year alone. You know, I was shot in Seattle at Chaz on Friday. The cops left me out there to die. I need help with somebody in legal or media to get my story told and get it out there. I got shot five times. I need you guys help. We actually have a lower percentage of people who died in nursing homes. But we had more people die than any other state. That's a fact. The reason that happened was because we had the virus coming from Europe when the federal government told us the virus was coming from China. I tell everybody you ought to marry in a family with five or more sisters. No. My wife has four sisters, you have five. Yeah. You know why that's the reason? Why? One of them always loves you, not the same one. First question, D.C. McAllister, which blue pill did you choose to choke down this week? Yeah, I was so offended by Favre comparing Pat Tillman to Colin Kaepernick. Uh, That was a really hard one to even listen to. All of them were difficult, but that one was very offensive. Todd? They're right next to each other, and there's a symbiotic relationship in them. You can't have the Governor Cuomo's of the world spitting out talking points like that that would make Goebbels blush about it's the Italian virus versus the Chinese virus. You can't, unless you have people like the guy who's got five bullets in him in his hospital bed because he lived in Chaz and would not let the police in and is now going to sue the police for not coming to his aid. You, you To have a leadership structure putting out propaganda like that, you need minions like that dedicated soldier out there who will believe the nonsense like that and 
just keep marching and marching. These are plagues of uh, uh, we are locust level uh, of of zombies just coming. You can't you, you cannot simply stop them. He has there's no wake up call for him when he's got five bullets in him. He is still gulp 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 on the Kool Aid. We. We told you before we ever heard of a coronavirus or a race riot that we were in a state of existential peril, that this was a civil war. There it is. Aaron? I I think it's near the beginning, that white woman yelling at the black cops about how they're a part of the problem. They're a part of the systemic racism of this country, purported. That is, there, there are so many videos, whether it was the transgender dude in lingerie attacking the NBC News crew along with, uh, w- w- with uh, Eleanor Holmes Norton, um, whether it's that video of the white woman screaming at the black cops. There are so many videos that, oh, that sums up this year. That sums up this year pretty well. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the white woman in fear of the unseen virus wearing a mask yelling at a black cop about how he is part of, of of this country's systemic issues with racism that's just that is perfect there is this video though that's been going around and i couldn't it's it's too long to fit in there but it it it, it sums this up even better it's it's a white woman yelling at a group of police officers i think a couple of them are black and eventually these police officers just try to try to argue with her try to talk some sense and you know what into her and she would just not have any of it and eventually one of the black police officers just basically preaches at her and says hey we have a sin problem here we have a sin problem that's what that's that's the the root of racism injustice what what have you we have a sin not having any of it again all of the worst ideas and all of the chickens that are coming home to roost, and all of the eggs that we see hatched all over this, uh, I'm calling it the Fruity Plains now, they all were born out of white, woke, progressive, guilt, mindset, what have you. And that's the same as what we saw. And, and, and the manifestation of that is, uh, pick anything we've seen, but it's happening in the church as well. You saw that clip with Dan Cathy in there as well. I mean, that's, I don't know what more there is. To, there, there's not a whole lot more to say. There's not a whole lot more to say. I mean, this, this is what we have wrought. This is what we've wrought in this country. We're going to have a hard time coming up with our video of the year and our year-end show. You realize that, right? Yeah. We, we just may have to not have one and and just say the year. I, I mean, the, the amount of... How would we distinguish what is the video of the year this year? Because, Aaron, you're so right. I mean, I mean, how many things do we see on a, a, on a daily basis that we, we're just like, that's the perfect summation of the spirit of the age, of, of the year, of, the, of, of what we're facing at this point in time, right? It just happens on a regular basis. And it's because your country's falling apart. That's why. Your country is falling apart. Exit question. On a scale of one to 10, with one being as lame and dormant as Lindsey Graham's Tinder account, and 10 being as active and overflowing as Lindsey Graham's grinder account. Rate this week's level of total depravity. Aaron? 10. DC? I'm pushing above 10. 
You know, when you abandon truth, when you abandon evil in, in the hearts of everyone, you have to pick someone out to blame. And that's what we're seeing is blame, shame, guilt, and power dynamics. And it's awful, and it's, it hits up on the scale of crazy and evil. Todd, 10. Issue two, do you buy the polls? The latest Real Clear Politics polling composite average for the presidential race nationally shows presumptive Democrat nominee Joe Biden commanding a hefty 10-point lead over President Trump. Nearly seven months ago, which admittedly doesn't matter all that much, Biden held just a 5.7% lead over Trump. The latest batch of Fox News polls in red states shows Biden winning by two in North Carolina, Biden by one in Texas, Biden by two in Georgia, and Biden by nine in Florida. The latest New York Times polls of 2016 swing states for Trump shows him losing Wisconsin by 11, losing Michigan by 11, and losing Pennsylvania by 10. Not great, Bob. So, I wanted we're going to dispense with this talking point from the outset, okay? The polls were not wrong. I keep telling you this, they were not wrong in 2016. The real clear politics polling average nailed the outcome. It was off by like three tenths of a percentage point. What were wrong were the forecasters. The state, even the battleground state polls, were all within the margin for error. What happened is forecasters like me on the right and left looked at the looked at those battleground state polls and figured on game day with Hillary Clinton having a superior organization. And as I pointed out before, I mean Donald Trump was advertising for canvassers in Florida on Craigslist the week of the election. All right. So we operated on the assumption that Hillary had the superior organization. She would make it up on game day and would therefore win the election. But the polls were not wrong in 2016. They were right. The, the battleground state polls were in the margin for error. The national poll average almost nailed Hillary Clinton's popular vote. And keep in mind, Donald Trump won the three decisive states that won in the presidency by combined fewer than 78,000 votes combined in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. All right. So. Let's forget what happened in 2016 and just look at what's going on right now because I started off this year warning our audience. I think this is the first year they may just cook all the polls given all the lies you've already heard, right? We you said that on day one. Yeah. That's the other reason why not to talk about 2016. People mischaracterize it. And two, I don't think that whatever regard there was for polling truthfully in 2016 is gone now, all right? What I am concerned about though is when one of my best friends just gets done polling Texas' own state last week and comes back with a sample of 42% conservative, 32% moderate, and 22% liberal. Is that a pretty favorable sample? Yes. Yeah. And and he's got Biden plus two in a statewide Texas poll. Now I'm, I'm paying attention to him, right? Because he he's he wants his, you know Trump to win. He's putting together the most favorable sample he can scientifically justify, et cetera. There is a, I, I'm concerned about the environment. When I, re- when I get in here this morning and find out they're going to have a White House Coronavirus Task Force meeting. Oh, no. Today. Three, it's like what Woody Hayes once said about the forward pass. Three things can happen when they have a White House Coronavirus Task Force meeting, and two of them are bad. All right? So, I mean, you're, 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 you're going in one for three that something t- terrible will not happen, especially anytime Anthony Fauci or Debbie Burks steps to the mic. All right? You've got... The Republican governor in Texas, the same time his hospital association is saying only 12.9% of our hospitals in Houston are from COVID-19, only 10% of our hospitals in Austin are from COVID-19, he's down there stopping their reopening today as we speak. Ron DeSantis, who's been about the biggest badass on reopening as, you can, as we've had in America, banning the going to of bars yet again. 
And this is on the heels of the CDC admitting yesterday what I have told you from day one, that the virus was here all along and far more widespread. At least 10 times more people than we think are infected and have been all along. Penn State has a peer-reviewed study that was published yesterday that found 80 times more infections before the lockdowns began. Before, which means, by that math, 16 million people got infected after we did the lockdowns. So how would anybody think locking anything down helped when 16 million people got infected after the lockdowns? Why would you think that helped? It's like it's Providence. You've got, you've got uh, Mitch McConnell, Tim Scott up there trying to get to the left of where Barack Obama was on being anti-police. And Democrats are like, cool story, bro. We're still not going with you. You're screwed. Right? Trump's like, we're not doing a $3, million, a $3 trillion stimulus package. It's only going to be one and a half. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like it's, it's pro- I talked to, I won't tell you who it was. One of my other best friends talked yesterday with a high-ranking member of the White House and shared the text with me. Just cognitive dissonance. Like he admitted everything one of my other best friends said was true, and then they'll just go and do the opposite anyway. At this point, I'm beginning to think it's providence that they're just destined to lose. And we're like helping them against their will, right? Like when you have a, a junkie uh, in, your, in your family and you keep bailing him out and eventually God just steps in and says, no, nah, we got to hit rock bottom here. Otherwise, they're never going to come back up for air, right? I kind of feel like they just want, they're just providentially destined to lose. When I look at the decisions they make, when I look at the environment that they have helped to create, I, I feel like I, I just, there's no data point. Nothing can be said to these people that will get them to act any differently. Todd, your thoughts. You know, I really try to take all of your questions on Fridays at uh, face value and let Shannon, when she's on, have all the fun of not answering the question. I, I, my only honest answer to this is I, I, I don't I care. Can I, can I add something? Because I'm sorry. Do yeah. you know what the Republican Party's message is today? Here's their message. I'm going to tell you what it is. Ready? The message is because they would not defend urban America against rioters and looters. Because that's what's causing the surge in positive test cases. When you look at the timing, that's why. Because they would not defend America against urban unrest. They're telling you now, shut your business down again. Mm -hmm. That is their message today. Hell no to you. Hell no. No is the answer. Because they would not do their jobs, you shut your business down again. Hell no to that. Go ahead, Todd. It's why I don't care what the polls say. Because I... What am I getting? I, 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 I get... There's one side who creates that level of rancor in you, and rightly so. And there's the other side that is full-on uh, scarecrow. Would you like to see my mask? propaganda laden whether it's the race riots whether it's uh the the continued propaganda we get on uh uh covid and the lockdowns this there's there's simply no escaping this it's really on on some level who becomes president is irrelevant because we are dealing with a full the the king of this moment is the spirit of the age and it it's it's clearly coming regardless of whether donald trump is president or not dc your thoughts yeah i agree with that point in the sense that the real problem here isn't political 
there's problems within the politics of it all, as we see. I mean, Trump's being criticized from both the right and the left for having poor leadership in this. But the unraveling, the unrest, the disruption that we're seeing is spiritual in nature. It's a rejection of fundamental human nature, uh, things that we need to have to have a civil society. You know, we're rejecting the very foundations of logic, you know, of objective truth, as, as we've said before, uh, of, of how to communicate with each other. And instead, we have just power plays and manipulation. We're living in the jungle. And, you know, whether Trump gets elected in the fall, that's going to cause a whole new realm of unrest and it's going to be causing even more violence and it's not going to solve a lot and he's such a pragmatist that i don't think he really knows how to respond properly to these things and i don't even know if he can because again the issue isn't really political as far as the polls go yeah i don't believe some of them but i do believe them in general Uh, i've i've been saying for a while now that i do think biden will win and I think it's because of the spirit of the age. I do think, and I know it sounds ominous, but I do think that this is judgment time for America, for rejecting God, for rejecting, you know, truth, and for living for our own idols and making it our idols of ourselves. And this is the outcome of it. Aaron, what do you think? As far as the polls go, um, just to be consistent, and I, I'm along the lines of what what taught i mean what could possibly what could what could transpire politically in the next uh 129 days i believe is what it is now 129 days what could transpire politically that would absolve or get on the path to absolving at a corporate level what's taken place over the last three to four months all of our institutions lying, 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 called on their bluff with massive protests, destroying property of people who have nothing to do with this, race baiting for weeks. Uh, that didn't that, that that was fine though. That that was fine. People packed together like sardines. That was fine. That was fine. Now we got to lock things back down. What what could possibly transpire politically that would absolve? any of that or get us back on the path of wherever we were before this what could possibly transpire so i i don't think the answer i I don't think there is an answer to that question which is why i'm kind of with todd so on the polls though specifically at face value the serology tests we always said they may not be 100 percent accurate but they're all missing in the same direction if they're all wrong they're all missing in the same direction and that's what i kind of bring with these polls even if they're all wrong they're all missing in the exact same direction. Now mm-hmm. they could all now the state of our That's media now. Point. The yeah. state of our media now. It's it could be that they're all lying. I don't, I think that that I I think that's a possibility. But they're all missing in the same direction. Surely there's at least enough enough care and pride in the work that they're doing of these pollsters that they actually try to get something right as well. But the overall sentiment here is that it it, it doesn't matter. Um, because in the words of the late great prophet, or I think he is late now, uh, Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. The spirit of the age and progressivism, it is what we thought it was. It's here. Um, and that should be incredibly disconcerting. But again, this is going to sound really, really, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to want to say melodramatic. I don't mean it that way at all. There is a God, 
he will not be mocked. A man always reaps what he sows. Even though this is going to be a time, I believe, and we're entering in and we're experiencing a time, as as, uh, Denise said, of judgment. This is going to be an unpleasant time for people who are innocent, who had nothing to do with what brought us here. Generally speaking, this is going to be a difficult time, a a hard time. There should be some consolation that God will not be mocked. There is justice. It may be unpleasant, but there is justice. And I think that's what we're starting at least to see right now. I've never done this before, and he may get mad at me, but I think the occasion calls for it. Okay. And um, I've mentioned a couple of other good friends of mine. I wasn't referencing him. So this is a separate situation because I don't want to out somebody on the other end of this, but I think everybody in, in our audience knows Congressman Chip Roy and I are very, very good friends, right? Yeah. I don't think that's a state secret, okay? Nope. And, you know, we get an opportunity to exchange private thoughts with each other on a regular basis, unfiltered, about what we are seeing and hearing and what's really going on, okay? And I won't out, and those things are intimate between us, I, I won't out anything he has ever told me, okay? But... As we were talking about this situation, I will tell you what I told him, right right as I saw during the commercial break what Florida and Texas were going to do today, okay, uh, in response to panic porn. What the great irony is now, now the CDC is now suddenly telling you the truth about the virus, and suddenly now the Republican governors are going to buckle to this, and the White House is going to have another coronavirus task force meeting when the data is now on their side. I, you can't help that. I can't, you can't help that. Like, when your coach knows when your coach, you can't, when your coach on, on, on third and three decides to run into an 11 man front and you can't block five guys, 11 guys with five, right? I can't help that. Can you help that? You can scream at your TV set all you want. You can count how many bodies the defense has up there. You know, the play's not going to work. You know, it's not. And you're screaming at your TV. Why? But you can't, you can't want him to win more than he does. Right? That's my exact point of why I don't to win care more than about he does. the polls. And so here's, here's what I said, to my, I said to Chip during this break when I saw what Abbott and DeSantis were doing. I'm like, you know what, brother? At this point, I'm, I'm starting to believe it might just be providence. This is just destined to happen. The spanking, it, it, and it wouldn't be like we don't deserve it, right? right? But the spanking is coming. And at this point, I don't think you can help them. I think they're destined to lose. And just tell as much truth as you possibly can while the camera's on. That Really, that was my advice to him. Just, just don't have any vested interest or vested emotion in what the outcome in November will be at all. Just tell as much truth as you can with the time that you have. That was what I told him. And you couldn't have offered better advice. Because it does, it feels like we're moving against headwinds here. The Democrats aren't this smart, guys. When Donald Trump took over, there were fewer Democrats elected in public office in America than at any point in almost a century before the Great Depression, 1928. The Democrats are not this smart. They keep making Nancy Pelosi speaker. They're not this smart. You're not up against them. I, I think we're up against a different force here, man. I do. I, I, I mean, this is, this is um, I, either, either the roaring lion has been allowed out or, 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 or daddy's taking his belt off. I don't know which one it is, 
But but you're up against a headwind here that isn't the Democratic Party. It's your book coming true. Your book isn't fiction. And maybe that is. It was prophecy. Because you can't even reach these Republicans on on like their own self-interest. No. The most no. rudimentary political motivation of them all, right? You can't even reach them on their own self-interest. So at this point, I just I think it's we're up against something else here, in my view. Exit question. If Donald Trump's re-elect chances were a foreigner song, which foreigner song would it be? A, feels like the first time. B, cold as ice. C, long, long way from home, meaning it's too early to tell. Todd, what do you think? I'd, I'd still say C, but I'm getting really close to B. I'm where you're at. I still think it's C, only because the Democrats are literally standing outside of Lazarus's tomb calling him out. Yeah. You know, like every day. Lazarus come forth. And it's like out Lazarus is Team GOP is like Lazarus and like, actually we kind of like it in this dank tomb. We're just gonna roll hang out here for a while. But the lefties are still standing out there trying to call Lazarus out. DC, what do you think? I agree with you guys. I don't mean to be snaking out on this, but I agree. It's too a little too early to tell, but we see where the winds are blowing and you know it's not heading toward it's just like the last time. What do you think, Aaron? It's B. Aaron will go there. <laughs> we've it's stolen true. we've stolen poor Aaron's idealism of youth. He's now the biggest cynic we have on the stage. That's true. We'll come back. More of the Dace Group Roundtable here in a moment. Back here on the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erz and Aaron McIntyre and our good friend DC McAllister. It is part two of the Dace Group. Our weekly look at the week that was. Let's go to issue three. Statue man bad. Whether it's Antifa, Black Lives Matter, or just mindless scum of the earth thugs with nothing else to do, statues continue to be torn down across the fruity plain. Of course, whoever these people are continue to be aided and abetted by their friends in the media. The lefty website Mashable produced this cute little tutorial on the best ways to tear down monuments this week. Obviously, we're not telling you to commit any crimes, and we also can't tell you to deface any property. But we thought it'd be interesting to look at a purely hypothetical way to safely remove a statue. Tip number one, you're gonna wanna use chains, not rope. Wrap the chain around the top end of the statue. You'll want enough slack on both sides. For say a 20 foot statue, you should have at least 40 people involved in this takedown. Tip number two, use a really upbeat song. A rhythmic song, Dr. Parsik said, would work best. One person on loudspeaker should direct the two groups to pull toward themselves. To gain enough momentum to actually topple a statue of, I don't know, Christopher Columbus, the group will have to coordinate pulling left, right, left, right. It's like a game of revolutionary tug-of-war. Tip number three, get the f*** out of the way. Perhaps the most notable and tone-deaf statues to be torn down or threatened to be is the Emancipation Memorial in Washington, D.C., which was paid for by freed slaves. Thursday at 7 p.m., we tearing this mother down! And rioters in Wisconsin pulled down a statue of Hans Christian Haig and dragged it through the streets of Madison. Haig was one of the Civil War's fiercest anti-slavery activists who was killed in action while leading a charge against Confederate troops at the Battle of Chickamauga in 1863. The list of statues which have been defaced or pulled down is, at this point, 
Hard to keep track of. Statues of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Andrew Jackson, and many others have been torn down or vandalized this week alone. And to top it all off, fake black guy Sean King tweets, probably the direction they're going to be moving next. Quote, yes, I think the statues of the white European they claim as Jesus should also come down. They are a form of white supremacy. Always have been. In the Bible, when the family of Jesus wanted to hide and blend in, guess where they went? Egypt, not Denmark. Tear them down. What's behind, DC? What is what is behind the tearing down of all these statues? And furthermore, why why does it continue to be permitted? Well, it's being permitted because of white guilt. I mean, nothing else there. Uh, but it, I think it's being torn down sheer because of sheer hate and a hatred for what America stands for. Um, that's both, I think, political. And I think it's philosophical because we do have a influx of Marxism now that just stands in stark contrast to who we are as a nation and how we were founded and everything about our history. It's also spiritual in that when you remove the complexity of an individual, of a nation, of a country, um, the whole history, the meta narrative that goes into who we are, we reduce that person and that nation, that people to one thing, which is easily conquered, easily stigmatized, easily silenced and eradicated. And so that it's a pushing, it's a pushing toward putting everyone in the same kind of pen of one atomistic kind of viewpoint about who they are and that it's bad and must be eradicated. And that should concern everyone, no matter what your political standpoint is or what you feel about the Confederacy. But the movement today is toward eradication and destruction, not any kind of uh, even really any kind of transformation except to some kind of Marxist dystopia. Uh, but it is definitely destructive. And it's, it's you know, the only way to get over a past that causes you pain is forgiveness is mm-hmm. grace and, and, and understanding. It is not through erasing and reducing and dehumanizing and delegitimizing. The proof of everything you just said is the fact, number one, they weren't, these mobs weren't being gathered to tear these Confederate statues down in the eight years that Obama was president. That's number one. And then number two, we're tearing down statues of abolitionists at the exact same time. All right. That ultimately, just as it just as it was maybe about a, a, a novel coronavirus for five minutes and then it became about a bunch of other things the rest of the time, just as it was about what happened to George Floyd for about five minutes and then it became about a whole bunch of other things the rest of the time, just as it was about um, whether or not Mississippi should still have Confederate stars and bars on its flag of a failed state from 150 years ago in the year 2020, stuff like that, right? Maybe it was about that for five minutes, but then it was about everything else for the rest of the time. Do you see a pattern here, Todd? Yes. Oh, yes. There's a perfect irony going on about, and this is pure, unfiltered idolatry going on here. And, of course, since John King wants to talk about the Bible, you know, that, that whole golden calf thing, actually making a visual representation uh, of uh, that which they serve. Well, here... We are the physical representation instead of building is tearing down the statues instead of creating them, but it's still the perfect example of pure idolatry needing to take that demonic spirit within them and put them into the physical. Listen, it's all pure idolatry, it's an unfiltered form. Listen, it's so badly 
wants to be like God. It's so jonesing to be like God. Look at God made flesh. Here, evil made flesh. Gotta tear down that statue. It's not about talking. It's not about coexisting. It's not ethereal. They are trying to incarnate their their grand utopia right now and this is what it looks like Greg in many ways judgment is giving us a gift here it is choose your sides now so in in, in that in that this when Steve's talking about judgment earlier uh, th- there's a a blessing of sorts going on to see with your own eyes the cost mm-hmm. of not bending the knee to the one true God Aaron what do you think so I'm wearing my Kansas City Chiefs, or one of my many Kansas City Chiefs polos again today. And just FYI, they won the Super Bowl earlier this year. People forget that. But anywho, um, not so much now that I've gotten a little bit older, but especially when I was younger, when I saw, and for whatever reason, I, I, the, the Denver Broncos logo, I would just have a visceral reaction. And the reason was is because they're one of our rivals, and they kicked our butts for a number a number of years, whether it was during the Elway years and especially during the Peyton Manning years, they just kicked our butts. And I just had a visceral reaction towards the Broncos and anything having to do with the Broncos. When I saw the Broncos logo, that horse, I just had a visceral, I don't, I hate those guys. I just don't, I don't like them. Now, is the logo their team? Damn Dukes, damn Dukes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, is the logo actually the team? Is the logo that organization? No. It just stands for that team. Now, did I go to the Broncos training facility or did I see any time when I saw Denver Broncos gear hanging up, which is kind of rare around here, but any time when I saw Denver Broncos things out in public, did I go and I rip them up and, and, and shred them up? And No, I didn't because I would be a deranged lunatic if I did that. <laughs> but the same thing goes here. The reason why they tear down statues, the reason why they are tearing down statues of those abolitionists is because those statues represent us to them they represent the idea of america my mm. little quip my little well, i don't know if I, I, my, my my little a- analogy about the broncos uh logo multiply that extrapolate that out times like a hundred to an existential battle of worldviews in this country, and this is what you have. Those statues, regardless of whether they are actually us or represent us, to them, they absolutely do. Because when they're tearing down the statues, to them, for now, and I say that very meaningfully, for now, they represent us. Those statues represent us. Before too long, they'll be out of statues except for Karl Marx. They'll be out of statues except for Lenin. They'll be out of statues, and so the only thing left will be blood. That's a cheery thought for your Friday, but it's true. DC, you want to respond to that? Oh, I absolutely agree. I mean, the ultimate battle here is between worldviews. It's between truth and lies. It's, yeah, it's between right, right and wrong, and they're using so many messages of, of right against us. I mean, that's how they manipulate, right? They, they say that they're doing this for the good. They're doing this for feelings. They're doing this for justice. Uh, and a lot of white people and a lot of Christians and a lot of people in the church fall for this. 
um, I'm appalled, if I could just take a moment, of the church's response to COVID, to, uh, to Black Lives Matter, to everything that's going on has been very cowardly and it's going to get worse. And they're not standing up against a culture that is wanting to destroy it and destroy everything we believe in. And it's like we cannot see past our own self-interest, our own little world, and see the bigger picture of what's going on and the actual threat that's coming. And, and if you know anything about history, if you know anything about what the Bible teaches about evil raging against the good and how it, how it does it, uh, you, you can see what's going on. And it's rather frustrating for people like you guys and me who see it and we're screaming it from the mountaintops and we're having you know potatoes lobbed at us by our own people. Mm-hmm. And it's very frustrating. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exit question, true or false? America is not as divided holistically, comprehensively, as often claimed, but lacks the will to put these insurgent forces at work in their place. Todd. No, uh, false. Okay. Aaron, where are you at on this? False. DC? False. I agree. Wow. No one took the true on that. Because, see, I actually think it's true, but I think that's even worse. I, I think that's even worse. I, I think it, it's a lack of, I, I think it's true. I think it's a lack of will. I, I think it's, I can't tell you how many times I've just seen people run. Do you know how many times I get notes from people? Hey, let me tell you what's going on at my job. But don't use my name. I don't want to lose my job. So Steve, you run, Steve, you go out there, take all the hits for people like us. Thanks. See, I, I think it is true. I, I, I think it is a very small minority of insurgents, but the rest of the country has no balls. Much of the rest of the country has no balls to do anything about it. I think, and I think that's actually worse, guys. I think that's worse. Like, I think I agree with you that it's a, that there is a clash of worldviews, but I think very few people are clashing. I think it's people like us versus the people tearing the statues down. And then I think the rest of the country is just sitting around and like, can I porn hub from home? I, I, I think it's worse than that. But, well, there's a lot of useful idiots out there. Yeah, I, I, I think I think by, by yes. standards. Yeah, yeah. I, I think most people are just sheep right now. Period. But we'll see. So this brings us to topic four. I'll just throw this at you, throw this at you guys. Is there a statue any of the anywhere in the world that you would like to tear down, and why? DC, I'll start with you. I mean, can I start with saying, of course not, because I believe in liberty, <laughs> that we shouldn't be doing that. But aside from that, aside from the principle, if you want to take, if I want to take the question just for what it is, uh, I would really like to tear up all the stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, <laughs> because I am sick of celebrity worship. I think it's problematic in our society for all kinds of reasons. Um, it's a fantasy world, and it's elevating people who not really stand for what's real. And I don't like that glorification of, of that that area of entertainment that we have. But they still should have their stars. But if I could actually do it, I would. What about you, Todd? Uh, that there's that one that's sent around a lot. That's it's is it of Baal or some demon goat thing that that the Satanists try to get put on public squares? Yeah. You like to tear that one down? Yeah. Okay. Aaron? 
kind of in the same vein as as Todd as well. And I, I want to preface this by saying I've never seen any of the movies, and I know very little about them. But when I have been, when I have seen trailers for these movies, I've always had a visceral reaction, just annoyed to no end about this. And there is a um, a statue in Brussels of uh, one of those Smurfs. Um, I mean, talk about satanic. I want to tear that thing down. Well played. Well played. So, Aaron, I'll go right back to you for predictions. Go ahead. What do you think? Well, this was going to be the week that I was going to do my annual prediction of the Hall of Fame game, but that's not going to be played. So, so I got nothing. Yeah, I don't think no. any preseason games will be played. No, I and whatever they as long as they actually play the games i think a lot of us would be uh, would would be satisfied with that uh so in lieu of that i'm gonna go with this prediction again my kansas city chiefs i've already invoked the, their names uh before in this program they will uh they will go 11 and 5 in the regular season they will make the playoffs but they will not actually win their division this season all right todd what do you think since uh purge is the new black and to the extent that, uh, you know, street riots and things like that, I, I can believe and see them going on to the election, but not necessarily on an every night uh, occasion. But what's going to happen, I think, is you are going to see uh, doxing of all manner of people become the new accepted uh, norm uh, on the left on the, the media you know would simply be shrugging its shoulders like nothing to see here uh, I mean, you just see the two Cuomo brothers you know basically just pleasuring one another and acting as if Cuomo is the the senior, the brother, uh, the governor is not accountable for anything It's there is just full on acceptance of anything and everything to get the job done so you're going to get all kinds of doxing happening and it's going to be fine dc your prediction i think the uh second wave or third wave of lockdowns is going to happen in september and october especially in october you're going to have a hit on businesses again it's going to affect the economy it's going to be worse it's not going to get better because that's when the flu season is actually going to be starting up again and you're going to get citations about you know uh, messages about that that we need to lock down again and it's going to be really bad right before the election, especially so that people won't go to the polls and you have to do it online. Trump will lose 40 states. That's, that's your real prediction. Your real prediction is Donald Trump is going to lose 40 states because that will be the outcome of what you just said. That's your real prediction. Donald Trump's going to lose 40 states. Minimum. That's what they're hoping for. That's what they're aiming for. That's yep. what the governors are, are wanting. In fact, I would put, I'd put minimum on there. 40 states, minimum, if that happens. Minimum. My, my prediction, Joe Biden would name Elizabeth Warren his running mate is going to turn out to be wrong. That's my prediction. My previous prediction was wrong. There is no way he can nominate a pasty face person in this environment now. No way. No way. There's just no possible way. Not happening. So I'm predicting that the previous prediction I gave is going to turn out to be wrong. DC, good to see you as always. Thank you very much. Hour two coming your way next with Feedback Friday. Your turn to take over the conversation. Stay tuned.
Greetings. Welcome back. Hour two, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre here with all of you on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. 888-900-3393. That is the number. 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. If you are a Facebook, uh, or, I'm sorry, if you are a podcast listener. Thank you to all of you uh, that do that. Please uh, leave us uh, a five-star review. Subscribe if you haven't done that already. But the more of those five-star reviews we get, uh, the more it helps the show to grow online. We've gotten thousands of them already. Thank you very much. I have been told that millions of you, I got confused because I was going to mention Facebook as well. I have been told millions of you have interacted and sampled our content on Facebook in this past month. That is very, very cool as this show continues to grow. Thank you uh, for all of that. Uh, Let's get to Feedback Friday. Uh, brought to you by Rough Greens Vitasmart. You know, the same problem uh, that we have with our food where all the vitamins, nutrients, minerals, prebiotics, and probiotics are stripped out of it in order for it to last longer, stay fresher on the shelf for mass consumption, mass production. Uh, The same problem that we have, that's why we're taking so many supplements nowadays. Our pets have it as well. Uh, A lot of their foods have had those exact same essentials stripped from it as well. And your dog needs that every bit as much as we people do. And that's where Rough Greens Vitasmart comes in. It is not a new dog food. It is a premium dog food supplement. You simply sprinkle it on the food that your dog already eats and loves every single day. And if our dog cap is any indication, your dog's going to love their food even more because our dog cap loves this stuff. All right. And it puts all the good stuff taken out of your dog's food right back in to help your dog thrive again. Your dog's going to go crazy for this stuff. At least our dog does. And right now you can try it for less than 15 bucks, $14.95 for a 14 day jumpstart to see if it does jumpstart your pet go to roughgreens.com slash blaze if you want to take advantage of this that's r-u-f-f that's how they spell it roughgreens.com slash blaze let's get to feedback friday this is a note from robert horn who writes i've been listening to you over the past couple of weeks talk about how if you're in a blue state to stop complaining and uh, and go do something about it uh because you have the second amendment second amendment that's not exactly what i was saying what i was saying is don't um, don't tell me that you are a victim of tyranny and you are a believer in the second amendment. All right. So if you think you need to stay home, you should stay home. But if you believe you're being tyrannicized, is that even a word? But I, I accept it. It's it pretty, is now. It, it sounds cool too, doesn't it? It does. I'm going to go with that. If you're being tyrannicized, um, then, you know, uh, you need to take your Glock and go to liberate your kid's park and have them play. Right. So that's not exactly what I said, but okay. Uh, I'm a full-on leftist, however. I enjoy listening to your show because I don't want to stay in my own echo chamber. I want to challenge my own ideas. Hey, good for you. You're already in a scant minority of Americans who are willing to do that, frankly, on either side of the aisle. However, my argument to you on this topic is that I believe a leftist like me doesn't need to talk about arming ourselves because we win the battle of ideas and not violence. So Steve Dace giveth, and now Steve Dace must take it away. Chaz often? Chaz much? Minneapolis at all. Minneapolis much. Atlanta much? Have you checked? You know, my mom would tell you when I was a kid, the scariest movie she saw was either The Shining or When a Stranger Calls. And what freaked her out 
is I want to say the kids were named Stephen and Scott. Or one of them was named, which is me and my little brother's name. I, I, I haven't seen that movie in years. But do you remember the tagline of that movie? The babysitter answers the phone and keeps getting asked, have you checked the children? Right? Okay. And at the end, she finds out that the call was coming from, and she calls the police. And the police trace the call. And they tell her, the call is coming from inside the house. It's coming from inside the house, right? My mom came home. I remember this even as a little kid. She was so freaked out about this movie. Have you checked the children? Okay. Um, I, I want to take this back to you, uh, Robert. Have you checked your local auto zone? Have you checked? Is it still standing, Robert? Robert, is your auto zone still there? Furthermore, have you checked the Wendy's? Is the Wendy's still there, Robert? Is it gone? Have you checked the Target? Do you have a Target in your hometown? Do you have a Target casualty count? Right. Nobody on the left using any violence at all said the 56 business owners in Seattle, Washington yesterday that filed a clash action lawsuit against the government for not protecting their property. 56. 56. I was going to continue, but no, I'm not. I'm just going to end the email there. All I could hear when you were talking was uh, Dan Cathy telling me to shine somebody's shoes. I, I... John writes, going forward, what entrepreneur in their right mind would take a chance on starting a small business, knowing that they could be paralyzed at any time by the next virus to come along? Further, what lender would advance credit to said business based on the same fear of future shutdowns? Why would you open a bar in America, right? Like, why would you open a bar in Texas and Florida today? It's already risky enough restaurants. Yeah, exactly. No, when the climate is, and going back to Wisconsin and the tearing down of the statues, uh, my brother, I spoke with him last night, he just went down there to kind of, states, this is the best, this is the Berkeley of the Midwest. So but they're not safe. He walked down State Street, which is the the main college street drag with the bars and the restaurants and the, the shops that basically connects the university. It goes right up to the steps of the, cas- the Capitol. Everything is boarded up. Everything. And the Dane County Sheriff, that's where Madison, Wisconsin is, it says downtown Madison is not safe to go. So th- there's, there's no, there is no safe place. This is a good question from another Daniel who writes, what is the best solution to police brutality or police violence from a conservative perspective? I am very open to the conversation because there are clearly some people who simply can't cut it and don't deserve to have a badge. Derek Chauvin should have been fired given his record a long time ago, but police unions protect these pieces of scum. Unfortunately, I do not see a legitimate conversation ever happening. Todd, you want to take this first? Have you been listening to me on the show as long as I've been on it, uh, talking about my own experience? Uh, don't fall for four legs good, two legs bad. Why don't you briefly tell the audience what your experience was? I mean, the, this the, we have a lot of new people yeah, here yeah. now. So just briefly give them what happened to you a few years ago. Uh, this is in the floods of 2008 in Des Moines, and I'm covering... So 10 years ago, or 12 years ago, okay. Uh, and I was... Uh, 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 police officers 
You're covering them for the newspaper. Covering it for the newspaper, working at the Des Moines Register. Uh, police officers uh, come up and tell me I can't be in a place where I'm surrounded by the public and I, I can clearly be in and I'm, I'm nowhere near uh, anywhere where the floods actually is. Uh, they don't like the fact that I'm telling them that their uh, their directives are arbitrary. Uh, they cuff me. They arrest me. Uh, they throw me in the back of a cop car. I continue talking to them, telling them that this isn't going to go well. Uh, one of the police officers uh, it leans into the car. Again, I'm handcuffed and begins choking me uh, until I, I uh, nearly passed out. I felt myself going black before he let go. Uh I go. I get thrown in uh, uh, the holding cell for a, a little while. I told every police officer I came up to at that point exactly what happened. Uh, never stopped talking. Just kept telling them, "This is what happened. This is what happened." Uh, got out. Actually, went back to walk back to work from the jail. Wrote my story. Uh, uh, did all that. Uh, went to trial uh, because in order to cover up what they did, they made up uh, false charges, including uh, assaulting a police officer, resisting arrest, uh, trespassing, none of which, and the fourth, which I was found guilty of, was uh, uh, um, interference with official acts, which if you know anything, this is like the catch-all of all things. We got to get you for something. Mm -hmm. And uh, so... uh, so that's uh, the gist. I was found not guilty uh, of uh, the other three, but I was offered Alfred pleas along the way, which is a way of saying, well, you're not guilty, but you could have, you know, kind of, sort of, should have. All this stuff, they tried to uh, uh, cover it up. I mean, lie upon lie upon lie. I just wouldn't uh, uh, relent, and uh, here I stand. Uh, while I'm, and of course, my fellow journalists uh, were hoping. Came to your aid? No, it, that didn't happen. What's that? that? They didn't. They, they didn't come to your aid. The paper didn't come to your aid. Uh, not no, not not really. Certainly not the administration, and uh, most of the newsroom uh, did not as well. But my point is, I don't hate cops. Those cops were terrible, and I still bring them up on Twitter this, to this day by name. To just never let them forget what happened. But why? I don't have to hate all cops because those cops were terrible. And, you know, the union that dealt with them, here's the thing. I I filed a grievance afterwards, and they said, unfortunately, this just comes down to he said, she said. Uh, But they said, your story is is so consistent and has been so consistent over time. I'm not saying you're lying. Now, there just needs to be, there, there are issues with police unions, there are issues with internal affairs. Uh, there are issues that have been brought up, and I see people I respect on both sides with this qualified immunity uh, going on right there. Uh, so there's all kinds of things you do. What you absolutely don't have to do is go four legs good, two legs bad. And it just, like everything else we do on this show, forget what me talking about my personal experience. Steve, all the time, no straw men. Mm-hmm. Stop with the straw men. That's a big ask, clearly, because everything we do about every issue is clearly, it just has to be a straw man. Start there. So, with, with that context, Daniel, here, let me give you some practical things. Number one, public sector empl- employee unions should be illegal. And I've always believed that. By the way, I'm, I'm actually a private union guy. I, I, I grew up in a union household. I was a member of the Teamsters Union on multiple occasions in, the, in another era. Made sure to leave in good standing. I, uh, I, you know, My read of history is one of the main reasons why our country in the early 20th century did not, outside of a few insurgent areas, did not flirt 
with Marxism, like a lot of other Europe did, is our country came up with something that Marx did not for, foresee, which is the, the, the workers would unite and collective bargain. They'd put their power together representatively uh, in order to go up against the corporate sector. All right. That individually, an individual worker could not stand up against uh, the corporate uh, structure, but volumes of workers could. So I'm a big believer in the role that private sector employee unions have played. Yes, I'm well aware of the corruption and everything else. There's no corruption in corporate America. Tarp much. Um, But uh, even that to me, you know why? Because I don't believe in human nature. That's why I love competition. I love checks and balances. I'm, I'm even fine with the corruption in the unions. Why? Because there's all kinds of corruption in corporate America too. So it's, it's corruption on corruption. They check one another. I'm fine with it. Totally cool with it. We need that. Human nature needs to be acknowledged for what it is. And then you set up the structure of your society in acknowledgement of the truth. You can't change human nature. You cannot. You have to acknowledge what it is. Unless you, your, the name of your country is Holy Spirit, you can't change human nature. That doesn't mean individual people can't be better or improve. I mean, collectively, us as a species, we have to acknowledge who we are and what we're capable of. But public sector unions should not exist, should be illegal. The idea that you get to lobby because it's it's giving someone who's already a taxpayer another another benefit or right to lobby their government against to pit themselves and give themselves more leverage against again with their government than their fellow taxpayer has it's essentially creating a super citizen that we get more from the government that we pay taxes to than the average taxpayer does because we have a, we have a level of 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 infrastructure of lobbying against it i, I don't think teacher i think teacher unions should be illegal police unions should be illegal there should be no public sector unions period should be illegal in america here here and if you look at what they have done you can go you can give me the 16th amendment repeat what we did with that what we did with uh, with the federal income tax you can give me when we got rid of senators being voted by state legislatures the giving 18 year olds the right to vote everything whatever whatever you want to go back to is your line in the sand for when government growth got out of control but i can promise you that as you sit here today in the year 2020, nothing has caused government to grow more than the public sector union has. Nothing has. Get rid of them. They should all be illegal, number one. Number two, the idea of removing qualified immunity for police is, I'm sorry, dumb. It's just dumb. At that point, just get rid of police. The idea that they can't act in an instant, in a moment without having some assurance that some benefit of the doubt towards that action and whatever collateral damage it may cause is not covered is foolish. And frankly, it's the kind of thing that hyper-libertarians come up with because they refuse to acknowledge that human nature is not basically good. We didn't give cops qualified immunity because we assumed that they're perfect people. We gave them qualified immunity because they're not. It's the other way around. Here, walk into this system, walk into this situation where, where weapons are out and violence is occurring and not know whether there's the benefit of the doubt given to you if the absolute perfect, most racially diverse outcome does not occur. Now go do your job. What the hell sense does that make? Answer none. None. Doesn't make any sense. 
If you remove qualified immunity from police, you're the one asserting that you think they have perfect behavior then. The RoboCop, they'll just assert, they'll ascertain the situation instantly and then act affirmatively. It's stupid in my opinion. Start again with human nature. Not good. Basically bad. Fallen. And then you put as many policies in place as you can that provide each party in any given human interaction an equal check or balance against the other person's, the other party's sinfulness. That's the way it used to work before progressivism took over. And now there's this idea. You know what, you know what, Daniel? It's the same argument we're having about the virus right now. New cases, new cases, new cases, new cases, new cases. What about deaths and hospitalizations? Cratered. Let's say the ICUs in Texas are full. No, they're not. Actually, they were about 97% full at one point last year. Did you know that? No, you didn't because we weren't having an election then and there was no point in telling you that to freak you out and get you to shutter your business and crush the economy. So we didn't tell you that then. We're telling you that now. Even though now it's not true and last year when we didn't tell you, it was. So that's that's a cool talking point. Okay. May I say one thing about that? Because you you are right in the genesis of qualified immunity. There is clearly a uh, a subset of the police world, as small as it may be, that uses this though counts on it brings it with it as a shield like in in the lethal weapon movie you'll believe I agree with that there was a diplomatic immunity i can do yeah. anything you can I tr- these cops know that yeah, they I agree can with that. will do anything but, and this is a fraction of them but we're back but but that's again where's the check and balance see that's why i didn't start with qualified immunity i started with get rid of the unions See, the problem is you're giving cops the, you're giving them now double insulation. That's the issue. Again, because you're, you're giving them qualified immunity and a union. You're giving them both of those things. That's the problem. Okay. That's why I started with get rid of the unions. You ever tried to remove a bad teacher in a public school? Hell, you ever tried to remove a public employee anywhere with the public sector unions? It's impossible. All right. So you, that's why I started with get rid of the union. Mm-hmm. It's, it's giving them both of that layers of protection that now it's almost impossible to get rid of bad apples now. Start with getting rid of the union. And, and we don't begin from an internal mechanism of the job, we're a brotherhood, and the job here within our troop is to protect one another. No, the job within your troop is to protect us. Correct. Us. You're not a brotherhood. This is servanthood. You're not a collective interest against your own community that you're negotiating against. You signed up to protect and to serve. If you don't want to do that, go do another job. Get rid of the union. You're not a brotherhood. You're not a political party. You're not here to protect the brotherhood or internal mechanisms of incestuous cabals of, of, of cliques. You're here to serve us and protect us. You're here for our protection. So the union goes first. But then to ask them to go into a situation, particularly in a time when your culture is falling apart, and to go in there and tell them if they don't behave perfectly, if they don't act perfectly, if the perfect racially diverse outcome is not 
in is not is not what results of every one of your actions that you could end up sharing a spot on maximum security in a max security prison next to a rapist that you put there last year. You can't do that either. You can't go from giving them double more support than they deserve to then double negative more than they don't. But you need to pick you need to pick one. To me, the union has to go and all public sector unions should go across the board, period, period. You want to work for government. You have your this. There's a there's a, you know why your founders didn't give you term limits because they operated under the assumption that you would view working for government as a mission. That's why they were called public servants. Meaning the the expectation was this job would pay less, right? That that you would you would looked at this as a civic version of a mission field, that you would go into this with the acknowledgement of. I want to serve my fellow man for a period of time. And, and if the job pays less and it comes with more stress, is that something you can do 20 years of your life? Probably not, right? right. Eventually, you're going to be like, I, I did my time, man. I did my time in the Peace Corps, and I got to get out now, right? See, yeah. that's, what they th- that's how they thought this was going to work, that you would view this as going to work in a higher calling, that this would be the, the civic version of working in the church. So the expectation of a pastor is not to get rich, or an elder is often not even paid. But they view the calling as worthy of the investment of their time. They viewed the civic arena, given the country they were trying to forge, in a similar bent. That you would view this as a higher calling. Our first president turned down getting to be called a king. Because he viewed it this way. That was the example. The idea, they, they could not fathom that you and I would ever devolve as a people to the point that we would let government become the largest industry in the United States of America. That would blow their freaking minds. Many of them hated each other. They'd all be united on if they could come here today. The one thing I think that would blow their minds more than our technology, just, just what we've become as a people, it would blow their minds. They wouldn't be, their minds wouldn't be blown by pornography. They grew up reading the Bible about temple prostitution, man. That stuff would not blow their minds. What would blow their mind, though, is that we have allowed government to become the largest, most lucrative industry in the country. So Mitch McConnell's wealth triples. Chuck Schumer's wealth grows exponentially while in government. They would not be able to wrap their minds around that. Thomas Paine and Patrick Henry would finally agree on something again. They'd look at each other and say, how in the Sam Hill did these people allow that to happen? No wonder their government sucks. We were shooting for far less than this. This would blow their minds. You get rich working in government. You can, you can unionize against the government. That it's not looked at as a higher calling, a mission field. It would blow their minds. Blow their minds. So the union goes first. You have to keep the qualified immunity, though, because the cop needs some protection when he goes into a situation. But get rid of this idea that we just protect each other here. We're part of a brotherhood. No, you're not. You're part of a servanthood. And then thirdly, individual accountability. Once the union goes, that'll be much easier. Now they're not a brotherhood anymore. It's just me, officer so-and-so. And if you're bad, you're fired. If you're bad, you're fired. And if you're really, really bad, you're fired the very first time. Because this is a higher calling job. 
And it, this isn't baseball where you can fail seven times out of 10 and still make the Hall of Fame. You've got to be successful seven, eight, nine times out of 10, which is why many are called, but few are chosen. It's a, higher, it's a tough job, not for everybody. If you have poor judgment, you can't handle it. You wouldn't be the first person who lost their temper faced with what the average cop is faced with. You're not a terrible person. Not at all. You know what it just means? You're not cut out to be a cop. That's what. A, that's all. That's all. There's all kinds of people that are smarter than me. All kinds of them. Can they stand here at noon Eastern every day? Camera goes. You one-on-one with hundreds of thousands of people deliver compelling content. Can you do that? No. Which is why a lot of people who are smarter than me aren't here, and I am. I can do that. Doesn't mean they're not smarter than me. It just means they can't deliver it in a compelling way when the camera goes live and, and hold serve and court with an audience for two plus hours, right? Right. Does it, does it mean that I'm smarter than them? Nope. It just means this is one thing I can do with their content that they cannot. That's why I'm doing this job and they're not on camera. Similarly, if you can't keep your wits about you, given everything that a cop has to face, you're not a terrible person by any stretch. You're just not cut out to be a cop. That's all. Go do something else with your life. It's not for you. If the cities won't enforce this, vote out the local political officials that, that won't enforce that stuff. If you're like him in a city where the Democrats just rule everything, move! Leave the damn city! Why are you still there? I don't understand that. Why? Leave. Leave. As Sam Kinison once said, move! Where the food is, move where the accountability is, move where the economy is, move where the peace is, move where the crime isn't, move, get and move, live somewhere else. Have to sit there and live in Detroit forever? Who told you that? Now, if you're doing the Lord's work, this is my mission field, then he told you that. Short of that, though, why are you there? Why are you in Minneapolis? Leave. Why? What? Why? I don't. How, do you know why? No. Go somewhere where they don't do that, then, because then we get a check and balance of competition, right? Like, well, we're losing a bunch of our people to this state because our cops suck. I guess we better get better cops so our people stay, right? Right. Competition's good. So get rid of the union because, number one, you start treating people as individuals. Number two, you have to keep the qualified immunity, though, when you do that because then the job becomes absolutely impossible at that point. And then number three, individually hold people accountable. If your city sucks, get up and move. If, they, if, you, if, if you're so outnumbered in your community that you're going to keep getting the same crap leadership, don't live in that town. Leave. Don't live in that state. Leave. Go somewhere else. You understand that like, if you live in a state like California... That wasn't originally America, right? Or even Texas. In fact, like no place east, or I'm sorry, no place west of New York was originally America. You know that, right? Which meant people got up, follow, can you follow my logic? Stick with me here. People got up, guys, and left where they lived and lived there instead. Well, to sum up all the points you said... I'll go back to what I've long said. It's no good having conservative principles and then never applying them to 
everything, giving all kinds of situations, golden calf status, get out of jail, free card status. I've long told you, uh, the conservatives have this bent for always giving, uh, you know, go blue, go cops. They're the branch of government with the guns. You absolutely need to hold them accountable in all the ways Steve is is talking about. And you, there's no entity, guns or not, that you should have a sacred cow status for. The point of conservative principles, and Steve uh, has long used this, is you know they no respecter of persons. Correct. Yep. You, 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 it, there's not a single person out there who doesn't have feet of clay, so which is why he also says, make sure all your heroes are dead. Everybody needs accountability. Everybody. Oh, man. Yeah, I uh, I just yawned a little bit, so I'm wincing, and I've got a little bit of moisture in my eyes. For those of you listening, I was not that moved. Um, it, at the end of the day in this country... This is another instance where we have to be reminded and remind ourselves that we're not a nation of laws and we never have been. Hmm. We're a nation of political wills and we always will be. Tim Pool. I don't know Tim Pool's background, but I know that he's a commentator. He's got a very successful YouTube channel. He said it and he, he left apparently Disney. He left Disney because he just decided, you know what, I'm having enough I've had enough being told what to say and what I can't say, and he decided to get up and leave. We need more of that. We need more of that from dog catcher all the way up to corporate executive. Right on the money. More Feedback Friday here in a moment. Buying or selling a home will be one of the most stressful things you'll ever do in your life, regardless of what's going on in the world, but especially in an economy like this one, the uncertainty we have right now. How about when you're doing the double play? I've done that before. Uh, Selling the home I'm in while trying to buy another one. That just even adds up to the stress. You know what makes it even worse? Not having a real estate agent that you can trust. Someone who's going to come in, take charge of the situation. And someone, when they come in, will go all in with you and for you until the deal is finally done and you're satisfied with the conclusion. That requires getting a real estate agent that you can trust. I still see my last real estate agent. I haven't needed him in 14 years. I still recommend people to him locally because of how good he did for us. You want to find an agent like that for you anywhere in America. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's why it's there, to help you. That's The name says it all right there, to help you find an agent that you can trust. realestateagentsitrust.com is where you can go. Again, a team of people that are looking to help you and, and are going to see it through with you until the very end at realestateagentsitrust.com. Let's get back to Feedback Friday. This is from Maggie. She says, I've spent my whole day taking mandatory training on how my white privilege has caused so much pain and suffering. No one asked me about my background and how slavery caused my pain. My grandparents escaped to America to get away from Russians who routinely invaded Lithuania. 
They were tired of seeing their relatives being forced into cattle cars and sent to Siberia to work as slaves. White privilege? My paternal grandfather was an abolitionist and owner-editor of a major paper and colonel of the Union uh, Colored Infantry in the Civil War. Because he didn't bow to political pressure, he was denied political office as promised and ended up committing suicide. More white privilege. So our family worked hard to put food on the table. I worked three jobs at times to keep my kids fed. Is that because I'm white that I had the privilege to work so hard? Everything Maggie is saying here is right on the money. Okay? And if you feel a butt is coming on, you're right. But but there's a missing step here. I've gotten a lot of emails recently, people asking me, Steve, can you give us some constructive steps of what to do? My answer is no, I cannot. You know why? There aren't any. There, there, are, there aren't any. Here's the truth of the matter. 98% of the Republicans you'll ever vote for will be utterly useless, most, if not all the time. Anywhere in America. Anywhere. I mean, the Texas governor right now is just, I mean, I, I, I mean, Greg Abbott right now is a wimp. We'd say it if it was anybody else, so cool. Still true. A wimp. Might as well be governor of Massachusetts. Texas, man, Texas. Ron DeSantis is flaking out right now. And I like Ron a lot. Flaking out right now. Ted Cruz is choosing today to sponsor a legislation with John Cornyn, the virtue signal, uh, demanding that to push back on the Trump White House to keep up the testing. First of all, I, I, I love mass testing. You know why? Because the data is going to be in my favor. Because <laughs> the more we test, the less leave the virus, the virus becomes. I'm fine with testing and get everybody. And if you don't think a lot of the positives that they are literally testing anybody, let me tell you what happened in my own home yesterday. My oldest daughter is sick. Went to the went to the walk-in clinic. Very very low grade fever, no respiratory issues. They told her they weren't going to test her for COVID because she didn't have the symptoms. Tested her for strep throat instead, and when that came back negative, then they decided to test her for COVID, and she was negative. Would a 19 year old woman with a 99.8 degree fever and no respiratory illness would she have been tested for COVID in the month of May? April or March at any walk-in clinic anywhere in America, guys? Nope. No, nope. probably not. Probably not. In New York City, they're told to don't come to the walk-in clinic. We're overrun here, right? Stay home. And if the fever gets to 102 or higher, or if it doesn't go away in a few days, then come back and call us. That's what they would have told her in any place like that. But now, a 19-year-old girl with no other symptoms, no respiratory problems, and a mild fever gets a COVID test and results in a few hours in Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. And you got Ron, just close the bars! Close them down! Greg Abbott looking for a desk to hide under. Just change your name to Gavin Newsom, bro. Save us the time. Ted Cruz, I love Ted, man. That bill, first of all, just about any bill you do with John Cornyn ever would be a cheap virtue signal. Can we just be blunt about that? Yes. Seconded. Okay, just about anything you would do with John Cornyn would be a cheap uh, virtue signal, number one. But that's the fight we're going to pick now? Instead, instead of, so let me get this straight. Business owners have to lose more money in Texas and Florida because you guys wouldn't do something about uprisings in your inner cities and mass protest events. You know, one of the, remember the George Floyd funeral? 
Thousands of people went to that. Which one? Right. Well, the one in Houston, and specifically, yeah, that's true. There were multiple. So because they allowed that to happen in Houston, Greg Abbott now says, you lose your business again. Restaurants get back to 50%. Bars got to close. So what does this have to do with Maggie's note? Everything. Everything. Because you don't live in a nation of laws, and you never have. You live in a nation of political will, and you always will. Years ago, when I worked at the Des Moines Register, before you did, they wanted to do a, uh, they were holding a banquet at some left-wing group's uh, uh, event. I don't remember who it was. Some left-wing group's event. The register bought an exclusive table. Because um, so much for objectivity, right? This is, a, this is a political group's fundraiser, and they bought a benefit table to be one of the headline sponsors. And they wanted everybody that worked in the newsroom, you were going to have a ticket and be able to go for free to this banquet, get a great meal for nothing if you wanted to go. And I had just become a reporter. I'd worked my way up from news assistant for several years to just being a reporter. With my own, my first beat, minor league hockey was my first beat. My first year, I covered a guy named Scott Clemenson who became the first Iowan ever drafted by the NHL to the New Jersey Devils. I'm a peon. I'm also years away from my spiritual conversion. But I, I, did, I didn't need the Holy Spirit yet to know what was biased to BS and what wasn't. So when they sent out the group message on the entire system, inviting everybody to, camp, to come, I hit reply all. So it would go to everybody in the office. Everybody in the newsroom got this message. And I told them, I'm going to pass on this one. Thanks for the invite. But when we sponsor a banquet table and headline, headline sponsor the NRA banquet here in town, let me know. I definitely want to go to that one. Send! And come at me! It's just a job! There'll be others! Dude, I got fired by three different sports stations in the same town once! There's 40 million people unemployed right now. They're looking for workers. Here's your practical step. No, that's my answer. No. What are you going to do about it? How do you think they got this crap into your job? In all your jobs? You think they did it with a nice petition? Someone wrote a column at the Washington Post, and the CEO of your company grabbed it and thought, hot damn, I'm just, I'm really enlightened. No! They forced their way in. So you know how you get this crap out? By forcing it out. That's how. No. You guys want seven steps to this. There aren't any steps. There's one. My answer's no. And it remains no. And it's fine with no. I've had so many of these left-wing troll sites come at me so many times over the years. Will you apologize for this? Apologize for that. If I'm Listen, I have apologized before on this show when I've been wrong. But for when I'm right, no. No. I, and, and I'm a big boy and I'll take all the consequences for it. My answer remains no. You're living in a country forged by men who said no to a king. To a king. They said no. And you won't say no to some slapstick governor you, whose name you won't remember in a month? Then I can't help you. 
Same frustration I had with the Trump White House last hour, right? Same same conversation. I can't want you to have your freedom and liberty more than you do. I can't. There aren't any practical steps. You're in a civil war. I'm sorry. I don't want that to be true. I did everything I could for years to have it not get to this point. This is not how I want the story to end. I think it sucks. And a lot of good people are being put and pitted against each other over politicians and issues that aren't worthy of them. Not how I wanted this whole thing, this, this, this whole thing called the era in which we live. Not how I wanted it to go, guys. It's not. But I can't control the fact that it is. So, Maggie, I'm sorry to tell you this. There's no solution other than I'm not doing this and I'm going to make you fire me for it. Because you know how this stuff got into your job? The threat of that and the publicity that would come with it and they didn't want to deal with that. That's how it began. So that's the only way it's getting out. King George doesn't care. You're not going to negotiate with the king. You tried that for years. He doesn't care. So you're going to have to get him to listen the other way. You have to fight him. You have to push back. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. It's just a job. There'll be others. It's just an ant. Be honest. You're so worried about what Aunt Petunia is going to say about you on your Facebook page. You barely even see her all year long anyway. And roll your eyes and dread it when you show up at Thanksgiving and she's there. Let's just be honest about that. So why are y'all worked up? Who cares? Who cares? They don't seem to care about imposing their will on you and how you'll react to it. Then why do you care how they will respond to you? I don't. I mean, you guys know this. There's things I haven't even told this audience that go on in my life with this all the time. You guys see me do this, deal with this all the time. Am I just talking out of my ass? Have you, you guys have seen me in my own walk tell these people, guns up, right? right? Not happening is the answer. No. So I'm not telling you anything I'm not doing myself. The answer is no. No. I'm not doing it. No. We sat here day one when they started locking down our state and what did we resolve? We're coming to work every single day and they want to arrest us for going to work? We'll do it. Did we not do that? Right. Right. When I wanted to show you that I thought it was safe and it was time to defy the lockdowns, did I not jump on planes and go around the country? Yep. I'm not asking you to do anything I haven't done. The answer is no. We're not doing this. No. Day one, when things began to open in my state, did I go day one? Day one, did I go? Yeah. It wasn't even in my own county. I went to another county to prove my point. Gone. I'm doing it. Day one, my church opened. Did I go? Yes. My church just sat on a thing. We're going to do indoor services in the main sanctuary for the first time. Seats over a thousand people. They're going to limit it to a 300. I was one of the first people to sign up. This is what it takes, folks. Self-government begins with self. You have to get out of this paradigm that I just vote for these Republicans. They don't do what I prompt, what they told me they were going to do again. I call every show, email every show, bitch and moan again. Next election, if we don't vote for these same Republicans who hate us, the world ends. They won't defend you when you do. 
back to emailing and losing and, and complaining to my favorite shows until the next election when the world will end again if these guys that hate me won't win. Does this sound familiar at all? A bit. Get off the train! They're not going to help you. No help is coming. The mirror is where you will find your help. You. Self-government begins with self. Somebody here in our Blaze staff, Courtney Kirchhoff, just tweeted this a minute ago. I retweeted her. At some point, you have to be willing to push back. And if the point for you isn't, you sat in your home and you watched thousands of people tear American cities down. When they weren't telling you that you were all racists. And then after that causes the predictable surge in new cases. You, though, who were in your homes and obeying the law and creating businesses and jobs. You must now pay for the fact the Republicans you voted for, including the guy in the White House, were useless again. You can just tweet about law and order and not do a damn thing about it. You must pay. You go back home. You don't take your wife out again tonight. You don't send your kids back to school without a diaper on their face. If that will not cause you to push back, I don't know what to tell you then. Because I'm hopping mad about the whole damn thing. I'm not obeying any of this. And I have it the whole time. Only the stuff that with my own brain, my own eyes, my own ears, my own research, I could confirm. When there have been precautions I thought we should take, have I not told this audience I would urge you to take them? Yep. I still don't think mass indoor events are a great idea, by the way. When I told Trump to go around the country, I said to hold outdoor events. I don't want us to be stupid. That also means, though, you know what also is stupid? Surrendering your freedom like this is stupid. Stupid works comprehensively here. They're going to keep imposing their yes on you until you start telling them no. And maybe they can whoop your ass, but at least make them throw the punch to find out. You lose 100% of the fights you never fought. The surest way to lose is to not fight. Gentlemen, your thoughts? Uh, that's why i proud to work on this show. It's, uh, it's a privilege uh, in my own life to live according to this code the best I can. I've told you several times within my kids' uh, school district, I chose the particular school district so I could have these fights. Everybody, if you're not looking around in your own backyard and you don't think there's fights to fight, you're just not looking. Your head's in the sand or some, or in your own orifice, and you like it there, quite frankly. I don't think I can add anything to that. To that. John 317.
This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.